0: Hey, I'm Nick Bombrack, and this is The Record Podcast. Thanks for coming back to check out another episode. This week, I have a very special guest, and I know all my guests are very special, but this one is especially close to my heart. It is one of my very longtime best friends, Matt Schack. He, uh, he is someone that I go back with to fifth grade. Uh, starting there, we've been in bands together. We've you know shared music with each other. We've just kind of always been around in each other's lives, and he was actually the best man in my wedding. So, you know, we go back as far back as I think any guest and I will go. Um, but he, uh, he's on today to talk about a couple different things. He, uh, he was in the band Flowers for Dorian. He was also in some metal bands that we'll get into And uh, he runs and owns the company Slap Ass Creations, which is a clothing art company that does really awesome, out-of-the-box stuff that you should go check out. So if you go to slapasscreations.com or if you go to Etsy and search Slap Ass Creations, you'll see all the crazy stuff he's got up there. Go and support him. He does really awesome stuff. And it's a local company, and you got to support your local companies, right? So go out and get a cool t-shirt or a pin or something sweet. Um... But we talk about a lot, we talk about both those things. We talk about Flowers for Dorian, Slap Bass Creations, all his, you know, all the bands before that, the band that we started in together, um, just our overall history, uh, metal, his love of metal music, uh, band rivalries, uh, Battle of the Bands, Battles of the Bands, Battle of the Bandses. Uh, we get into how those are a crazy rip-off, um, MTV, Red Bull, a bunch of cool stuff that Flowers got into and how I was involved in all that and a bunch of bunch more. It's a good long interview and uh, we get into a lot. And it's actually the first in-person interview I've ever done, and uh, it was cool. It was really it was really fun to do. I hope I can do more of those in the future. And uh, although it was only I was only able to do it with one microphone, I think it doesn't sound too terrible. I'm sure someone will disagree with that, but uh, yeah, I got it to sound actually not so bad. And in honor of my guest this week, we're doing a, a sweet little giveaway. So he, Matt's been kind enough to chuck up a few things for a giveaway. So if you go on Twitter, Facebook, any social media, make a post uh, about the Record Podcast and Slap Ass Creations, do something that's cool, unique, uh, promoting both both of those things, or at least Slap Ass Creations, but just tag me in until I see it. Um, he has given away... Uh, flowers for Dorian CD and some Slap Ass swag, so you'll get a nice little care package sent your way if you uh, if you just do one of those things, post on social media, tag the Record Podcast, promote Ass Creations, and you will get a nice little care package uh, that I will announce the winner of uh, next week's episode. And uh, that's really just it. Um, I had a good, I got a good long email last night from my buddy Quinn Curran, who uh, was I go back with a long ways. He was the drummer of Rule Twenty Two and uh, he, he listened to some of the podcasts and gave me some notes on it and I think the one thing that stood out to me mainly is more context and I definitely think that's a good note, uh, it's something that I'm going to work on more, just kind of briefing everyone on who these people are, what these stories even mean if you're, you know, it's easy for me to get lost in it because I know all the info for it but you know, someone else is listening who doesn't know these bands or these stories, I'm going to definitely dive, try to dive in more and give some more context around them but um, but, uh, regarding this episode, yeah. So this is, this is one I'm trying to tee up a little bit more. So again, this is my buddy, Matt Sheck. one of my longtime best friends, uh, in, in, we played a million shows together. We've, I've known him since fifth grade. He's a, he's a dude I've known a long time. We get into a lot of good depth into this interview. So, uh, inadvertently I took the notes without even knowing that they were there, but, uh, thanks Quinn for the notes. Appreciate it, man. And, um, let's just, let's just get into this podcast. Let's, let's do it. Well, how, about, how about we do it? How about we get into the podcast and we just do it? No, but seriously, thank you for checking out the podcast. And I'm going to work on getting this thing better for future ones. I've got some really good interviews coming up with some sweet guests that, are, that aren't just musicians. They're all over the music world. So, yeah, let's start off with this one. I'll see you next week with a winner for the podcast giveaway. Whatever. I'm just babbling. Go! What's great about this is that not not only (laughs) not only is my first foray into GarageBand recording podcast style, it's not only the first time getting two people in on one mic, but it's the first time having a person in person with me talking. (laughs) Person, person, person. I'm a person. You are a person. And what what is your name, person? I'm Matt Shack. And Matt check you are <laughs> you are my good, very long-time best friend who uh, played in the band Flowers for Dorian and also owns and runs his own clothing and art company called Slap-Ass Creations, for those of you who don't know. And for those of you who don't know, you need to go check it out. SlapAssCreations.com? Yeah. And Facebook?
1: Yep, yep. Or um, Etsy. Yeah. You just like, if you type in Slap-Ass Creations. Yeah. I usually... And putting people more towards that yeah, rather yeah. than the website because the website's just been garbage. Right. And
0: yeah, which we're working on. Yes. <laughs> but I, I was thinking actually earlier today, I was like, it not only is this is this funny for the reason of us being in the same room and just me trying to sort that out technically, yeah, but um, it's the first interview where I, I will have known somebody so long that I don't even know what questions to ask. They already mm-hmm. know all the answers to the questions, but... I, I did randomly think of something earlier, which I didn't know the answer to, which was, do you do you remember the first time we met? Because I don't have like a recollection of
1: that. Uh, the first time that we met or was... Wh- or what
0: is your first memory of us meeting?
1: <sighs> first memory of me meeting you was 5th grade Cotton Creek Wall Ball Court.
0: Okay. <laughs> and for those of you who don't know what Wall Ball is, it's essentially you get... You know, more at least two people, if not more. You get a ball in between you, and you kind of huck it against the wall. And anybody who, if you hit the ground before it hits the wall, that person needs to run to the wall and touch it before somebody else grabs the ball and throws it at the wall. If that person hits the ball with the hits the wall with the ball before you get there, then you have to stand against the wall and get chucked and mm-hmm. get a ball chucked at you. Yep, yep. <laughs> so that and since we were the first, we were the first year of students in this school. They didn't have any playground stuff. So that was like the, the, the sport that we played for a while.
1: Yeah. But there's, but there's like part of me that feels like I've met you before that.
0: And that's what I was trying to think. I like, in my mind, I was like, well, I, I can probably just kind of come up with something that was like, you know, fifth grade. We probably just nah. met, but I was like, I wonder if he remembers like a specific instance. Cause I, I don't know. Fifth grade's too long ago, but, no. um, the only reason I ask is because some—I mean, I, my memory is absolute shit—but Adam, Adam remembers specifically the, mem- the moment we met, which was like in fourth grade or something, and I have no recollection at all. And it was something <laughs> of like I sat, no, he sat at my desk, and I walked up to him and said, "Like, oh, you're sitting at my desk," and he's like, "Oh," and then he remembers that <laughs> clearly. And I'm like, "How? how,
2: well, well, how do you I remember. remember
1: that? I remember being in Wakanda." For fourth grade at the middle school, yeah, or the grade school, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Cotton Creek was made, and then we all went to school there. Yep. And then that was just like, and then everybody that went to Cotton Creek going into middle uh, junior high was just like, oh, reunited. Yeah, it was yeah, like, yeah. Oh my gosh, what happened to you last
0: <laughs> year? <laughs> yeah, because those of us who lived in, I mean, most of this is bullshit. It Doesn't even matter. But it was, it was the The weird set of circumstances we, my family moved to Island Lake and then ended up at Cotton Creek and then that's at some at some point in that year, you and I met and and I I I, yeah I I was trying to think earlier I was like I do not remember the moment we met but I remember meeting in fifth grade and then I think that's really
1: when our friendship started was Mm -hmm. fifth grade yeah was when we started hanging out like all the time right having sleepovers all the time and then we essentially started playing music. All the time <laughs> Well, and, and what's funny
0: too is like even then slap ass was a thing Like you would already had that kind of forged Like in your mind as like a thing you wanted to do And even even if it wasn't called slap ass At the time very early on You had slap ass as a thing
1: I don't even remember how that even started And I think yeah, I that know. was a correlation of Both of us coming together Yeah And using that for like stupid movies right. And like slap ass productions presents yeah. Before any one of our like Stop go animation movies Yeah and, yeah
0: yeah uh, it's yeah, it's it's too it's too weird to think about now because I'll run into people who'll just say like oh I've known my friend for like you know ten years and like for a long time I'm like well let's see <laughs> my best friend and I we go back to fifth grade and see so you're ten years old then and we're thirty so I've known for twenty yeah. years yeah. it's just weird to like once you start to sort out the numbers in your head but yep. um, and then at some at some point at some point we end up playing in band like the, I, I know the very first incarnation is the talent show. Playing Papa in 6th grade. S- <laughs> Papa Spanky's
1: Symphony Orchestra. And then we changed it, like, the second before we went on stage. And that was, like, Fallout or something yeah, like that, wasn't yeah, it? <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, and we just And we just played Jammin' by yeah, Bob Marley, but Bob no Marley. singer. Yep. And I, I remember, like, the whole auditorium was, like, clapping with it. And it was, like, super, I just remember being super excited about it. And then we didn't even win. They didn't even place. Nothing. I remember they no. announced the winners over the loudspeaker. And I was like... Oh, they didn't say our name for third. They didn't say our name for second, and then nothing. And like my heart just dropped into my stomach. <laughs> well,
1: I almost thought for certain we were gonna win, <laughs> just because all of our friends were like, "Yeah, right, my right. gosh!" And we had to, we played two shows. Yep,
0: <laughs> that day.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> and that was the first time I and you and I had both ever. I mean, I assume you had ever been on a stage before and played never in front never, of ever, yeah. and. And really, it all started for me playing drums because my dad and stepmom, Tracy, decided to buy a bunch of uh, music gear. And so then there was drums and keyboards and guitar. And so then I was like, well, I'll just start playing the drums. And then we started having sleepovers there where Mm -hmm. you'd play guitar and I'd play drums. And then, do you even remember the beginning? So the first band band we were in was Above Suspicion. And I don't even... I don't even... That's, like, foggy to me, how well, that even all started. Well,
1: you you, and Jim and Mike were already playing, mm. and everybody knew I could play the guitar. Okay. And I remember being like, oh, I want to come try out for the band, and I thought, all right, cool, I'm going to be in a band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Try it out, and, like, I think immediately after the first song, Jim's like, you're in the band. <laughs> and I'm like, all
0: right, <laughs> And awesome. that was probably, like, what, eighth grade? Because I think freshman year was like when it was a band, but eighth grade probably when we were putting it together or sometime around no,
1: then. No, no, um, freshman year is when we, when you guys were playing oh, together okay. and sophomore so I year, I came in, okay. heard you guys were playing cause you guys have been playing and then yeah. I was like, oh, okay, awesome. I'm yep. going to join their band yep. because they're all my friends and yep. they're going to be like, okay, he can play the guitar. So yep. you're in the band yep. and that's pretty much what happened. Yeah.
0: <laughs> And that was a our version of a pop-punk band that was just kind of just four kids listening to, like, a bunch of Blink-182 and then mix in, like... I don't remember, Mike was into Rancid at the time a lot, and mm-hmm. I remember listening to, like, a lot of propagandi and Lagwag and a lot of Fat Records. I remember listening yeah. to a lot of Fat Records comps with You face at Your to House. Face-to-Face. Yeah, Face-to-Face yeah, yeah, yeah. face was a big one. Yeah.
1: Face-to-Face, yeah. face, Rancid, propagandi, um you I mean, guys Fax, were, i yeah. mean like yeah no facts was like huge yeah. thing i remember being in like fifth grade and being like showing a bunch of people i'm like hey dude check out no yeah, people yeah are like what punk yeah. rock and i'm yeah, like yeah. yeah
0: check this out well you especially i mean i had no idea what the misfits was and then you oh, yeah and then you showed me what the hell that was so that was like completely eye-opening like i never got huge into misfits but you showing me it was like, oh, I don't even know what this is at all. Yeah. And and anytime, anytime now I think over here, Misfits, it's immediately directly related to you. That's like a huge memory there. Oh, the Misfits. Hmm. The misfits and Danzig. Are you, I, I haven't even asked you this yet, are you going to see the Misfits at Riot Fest? This oh,
1: year? Man, that's, I like, I really want to go see yeah. the Misfits. Not only do I want to see the Misfits, but... Rob Zombie is doing the whole Astro Creep 2000 in its entirety, that album. And I'm like, I was more excited about that than actually (laughs) seeing Danzig rejoin the Misfits, where if you're a Misfits fan and you're a Danzig fan, that's like the world ending. And everybody's like, oh my gosh. But I'm like, no.
0: (laughs) Rob Zombie's (laughs) Zombie's doing
1: Astro Creep 2000, and that's kind of awesome.
0: Yeah. So are you gonna try to make it out the right FSC how do uh, I don't know. I mean the the tickets were ridiculous yeah, yeah, and
1: yeah. I don't know. I mean there's a lot of good bands and yep. I didn't get my tickets yet, so that pretty much means no. Yeah,
0: yeah, here, yeah, yeah, <laughs> same here. Um but so yeah, so above suspicion was like the first half of high school, freshman, sophomore year, and just playing constantly. I, I mean I brought I brought up multiple times in little bits talking about I like Village Hall, but that was like that was it. That was, like, play well, shows there as much as possible.
1: That was the beginning of playing shows. Yeah. Was the Village Hall. And then the Just for Fun shows were even better. Yeah. Just because I thought that was, like... The sound there was just garbage. Right.
0: No, you weren't there to play for sound. <laughs> you were
1: there just to play. Yeah. And everybody that was around wanted to be a part of that yep. scene. Yep. So you went to those shows. Yeah. I mean, even, like, when we weren't in bands and there was bands that we knew that were playing, right. we went to those right. just because yeah, yeah. it's like, yeah, you went, you had a good time, and it's like, everybody knew you could... If you weren't at the merch booth, you were outside yep. hanging out with your friends, drinking beer, or yep. just BSing with everybody, yep. because...
0: Yeah, it was one of those things where it didn't even matter, you didn't know who the lineup was, you just went. You're like, all right, yeah. it's Friday, let's just go to the Village yep. Hall or the Wakanda Bowl for a minute there. And... Jeez.
1: Dude, the village, the village Hall with Milkman's Kid. Yeah, yeah. And then, like, remember and then uh, the Wakanda the Wakanda hmm I think that was like that was after big for a minute well before I joined above suspicion we had worthless diversion oh that's right and I was that was the first actually that was the f- the first real band that yeah. I was in that I like me Josh Rody and uh Mike Czak yep and i think blake was in it yep, Blake yep. edwards was in yep. it for a little bit but then we like kicked him out or we like we did something yeah and then like kurt kubachak yeah <laughs> and eventually sang performed the show with
0: us yep yep i do remember that yeah. i
1: remember that i remember that show very distinctly because that room was so small i think like fire code was like yeah. maybe 60 people <laughs> and they probably jammed like 150 yeah. to 200 people yeah yeah and that was like hot hot carl special yeah played that um like we opened for hot carl and then it was milkman's kid yeah. and then something else and that's one like ska the ska punk thing was like huge yeah i was never really into the ska part right. of it but yeah. i liked that they brought the fast part of punk into yeah. it yeah and like none of those people really liked metal yeah i was a,
0: <laughs> and i'm yep. still a huge metal head but
1: like <laughs> which just, we'll get into but like that was like I'm like, all right, well whatever, this is what we're gonna play, we're gonna play punk and I like punk and yeah. And at that time I was like, Well, all the punk band that these guys like is like like pop. Yeah. Like pop punk. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And essentially that's what like No Facts and even Rancid right. is pop punk, but yeah. Rancid was more raw and just right. like they did it right. Yeah. For me. Yeah. And that's what No Facts was too.
0: Right. Yeah and and play, playing all those sh- I mean it was the band was it was around for like 2 years but we played a bunch just between all those venues and like a little bit in like Mundeline at that church there and like oh random, my gosh, random I forgot other. about that. Yeah yeah I actually told <laughs> I told Jen the story <laughs> of that of that show the other day which which was um we play this church and I, don't even, I felt it was probably one of those shows where there's like a hundred bands playing and are just like jammed in the middle of it somewhere. So I remember we played and then afterwards there were still like bands playing for a while. And, and you were, you, you were, we were outside. It was me and Blake and we were waiting for you. You were talking to some girls <laughs> <laughs> and, and we were like sitting there waiting in the car and Blake's like, what's going on? Like, Why are we waiting for him? Like, I don't know. He's talking to some oh girls my gosh. and then,
1: Forgot about this story,
0: <laughs> and then and then I was like, all right, let's just pull up him and see. And so we pulled, we like, I think we were ahead, so we went in reverse and like backed up to him. And like, Matt, what's going on? And he just kind of looked at us and smiled. And one of the girls, I was like, let's go, you know, we're trying to leave. And one of the friends of the girl you were talking to is like, he's trying to get her number. And I was like, well why would he do that when he has a girlfriend? And then they all just slowly turned to you. <laughs> And then we just drove, like, we didn't drive away, we just pulled up, and Blake was, like, had tears running down his face, we were laughing so hard. And you still got her number, it didn't even matter. <laughs> I,
1: I just remember looking at her and yeah. being like, I don't have a girlfriend. Maybe. Uh, listen.
0: It didn't matter, you had you yeah. had such a game that it didn't even matter. But we, just playing, yeah, just constantly playing between all, uh, all the local, like, whatever towns in a whatever 10 15 mile radius of all the village hall moose lodge churches i was actually I so i just talked to mikey russell from five before playing wax I'm ready. oh yeah we were just talking about like how a band at that time you could just you could play like six to eight shows a month and play to new people like so many new people all the Mm -hmm. time just because everyone kind of just went to their one place yep so you could play Mundaline and then wakanda which aren't far apart Mm -hmm. but like you'd still play to like 85 percent new people who
1: <clears throat> you just had somebody on your podcast <clears throat> oh it was the uh the drummer from uh color morale
0: yeah yes yeah, you guys
1: were talking about um how being in that scene like yeah. no one's gonna ever understand about like what being in that scene was because it's like no one knew right. like like how awesome like yeah. and like every town you could play somewhere because everybody had like bands that right wanted to do stuff and there yep. was a lot of, and there was a lot of good musicians that actually made it or right like if, if they they didn't made it they didn't make it they were doing it for a while right yeah yeah they, they made it to a point i mean when I look at like being in a band and doing all that stuff, it's like, yeah, you did it because you toured. Yeah. you You didn't have you, you toured on little money and you and you barely did it, but like, yeah, you played a show every night, and right. that was what it was all yeah, about. Was, that was playing, the fun of it. you know. Yeah. All the other stuff was just BS. Yeah. You know, like oh, there's there's the business aspect of no, it. No, you didn't all think about this, that and time, this no. like oh man, I just like playing live. Yeah, that was
0: like the little leagues of just doing it for <laughs> the fun of it. And just having the best time with your friends, yeah. And so, so it was two years of that, and then towards the end, I I meet Adam, and then we start talking about doing a band, and he introduced me to Ryan. And then so at some point, I have a conversation with you, and I was like, "Oh, oh dude, no. I'm gonna."
1: <laughs> I remember this distinctly. Okay,
0: okay. <laughs> because I,
1: I when I go when I listen to your 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 podcast and you, these little stories that come up, mm-hmm. it's so funny because it's like you have this podcast, and I'm like. I've been there right, <laughs> with <yeah. laughs> you that whole time. So, yeah. um, when that actually happened, um, that was like the end of Above Suspicion. Yep. Like, we were, you were doing this thing, the uh, musket
0: arm. Was I doing it at the same time? You like, were, doing yeah, it Yeah, you, okay. you were doing
1: both, so yeah. you guys were jamming. Yeah. And yeah. you were jamming at Adam's house. Yeah. And I remember Jim just being so upset. Like, just everybody was clashing. <laughs> like, it was mainly you and Jim that were yeah. clashing. Yeah. And I'm just sitting there, I'm like, man. I just remember, man, I just I just want to play metal. Yeah, like, I just wanna play <laughs> something heavy. Yeah. I'm like, I'm playing this punk stuff, I'm like, yeah. playing these Blink One Eighty Two songs. Yeah, like, yeah. nothing against them. I just
0: wanted to, Yeah, it wasn't where your heart was.
1: Well, yeah, it wasn't where my heart was, and it wasn't challenging yeah, for yeah. me as a musician, as yeah. a guitar player, like growing up playing Slayer, Megadeth. Right. Metallica, it's like yeah. that was challenging to me, and I like learned how to play my instrument, yeah. playing
0: these songs that
1: just just shredded your face off. Yeah, so I was yeah. like, and I remember just trying to write stuff like that. And I was like,
0: ah, you could this. tell too. Like yeah. I just remember those hangouts and writing sessions, like the songs that Jim would bring, the songs that you would bring. Like yeah. you could tell, like that you were going towards you were met like the next phase, which was playing in heavier bands. Like yeah. your stuff you were writing, you were still trying to like write stuff that was sounding like what we were playing but in a way that like oh he's going heavier like and and i loved it because you showed me a lot of metal and i i mean i think the between i mean we were all friends so there was Mm -hmm. no ill will or anything but like you and i especially like i you supported me going off to do that band i supported you like playing heavy shit because you were really good at it and i was like that this is what he's been wanting to do yeah
1: like i just remember wanting to play like drop d mm -hmm. like all right, we're going to play Drop D. I wrote the song Drop D and it just like, it, it never went anywhere. And yeah. I was like, and I wrote, I had all these like handful of riffs and licks and I was yeah. like, oh, uh, this is what I want to do. And I remember like, because I'd play a lot with Brandon Hurley. Yeah. And yep. Brandon loved metal too. Yep. So it was like, all right, so we I'd be writing this stuff and I'm like, ah, I just, you know, I need to meet a guitar player yep. that's going to want to just shred or just like do yep. something like that. And, Um, I remember that band practice uh, at Adam's house and um, I remember you pulling me aside like we were about ready to leave and he's like yeah you're like yeah I really want to do this band and I'm like oh thank god because (laughs) I think you really should because Glassman's an awesome guitar player your music like the songs are way better than uh, what Above Suspicion was doing at the time Mm -hmm. and yeah it just sounded better and yeah. i thought it was better for you to do and i was yeah. like just go do that because yeah. that's awesome i want to go play metal and you're like <laughs> yeah yeah And we're both like okay cool yeah high fives, and then we like drove off and i yeah. thought like all right well that's cool because like the dynamic of the band was like me and you were like really mm-hmm. good buddies so yeah. it was like yeah and we grew up playing our music like our instruments together yeah. so it was like yeah, this is what I want to play, and you're playing this. Yeah, we'll just go. Yeah. We'll just, we'll just do what we're going to do. And... Well,
0: it's always been nice because I've always, I mean, we've always been, like, fans of each other's work, even if it was, like, you know, not, not it wasn't like we were going to each other's shows all the time or anything. Yeah. It was just this, like, understood thing of, like, how's your band doing? Awesome. That's great. Like, we were both, like, yeah. super interested and in invested in each other's futures. So it was, it was from that moment, like, yeah. especially at that time, because Jim was really sore about me leaving. Oh, and, yeah. And me leaving and splitting up the band and stuff so like and i went through it again in musket arm with yeah. ryan so like it wasn't the last time that this happened but like that at that point it was a big it, i mean that was a huge moment for me because i was like well i don't want to like this isn't just some group of guys that i just met like these are my friends i've been friends with for a mm-hmm. while and i want to like bum them out by doing this but but so then i leave to go play in musket arm and how does so what is you? What is your next step? Because I don't know if I actually know that like the little details of what happened for you after
1: that. Uh, well, after that, well the whole time that you were doing musk and arm, yeah, I was just I I I think I was just like noodling around on the guitar and like coming. What I was doing at the time was just learning more chords, like fuller chords, weird chords, like, yeah. Um, and this is before like whole hardcore thing sure. became came huge like it, it was it was very
0: underground
1: and right. i knew nothing of it at that time yeah and then so um, before
0: the opposite of december
1: <laughs> yeah it was way yeah like no that was like opposite of december was out for poison the well yeah. and i had no idea who poison gotcha. the well was gotcha. so like what happened was is you guys were doing um no you guys were doing musket arm and I think, um, I went to a show with Jim and I went to go see, it was like the most random show it was like, yeah. uh, and I, and I didn't like screaming yeah. in metal. I was very eighties. Like yeah, yeah. I loved guitar riffs and licks yeah, yeah. and all that stuff. So anytime I heard stuff and and that's when I, I met Ty, Yeah, like I knew Ty and he was starting to show me, um, like all this underground stuff like yeah. early under like right, when right. dallas was still singing in the yeah, band yeah. and it was like uh the changing of times yeah. album and he was going to like all the um uh what like doing all the christian because he was very much in the christian scene right and um he was going to um cornerstone and seeing sure. all these bands and I I knew nothing of it and he tried showing me stuff and I was just like, I don't want to hear it. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I just don't want to hear it because it just, I, the screaming in it was just like, I'm like, <laughs> oh, this is garbage. Yeah, like, yeah. you know. So then, um, I go to a show gym and it was going into our, uh, it was like, end of sophomore year going yeah. into junior year. And, it was Promise Ring, Rufio, Poison the Well, and strung out was
0: that is a weird line. Yeah,
1: strung out was the, the band that we were going to see, and yeah, I'm like, liner. I love strung out. Yeah, yeah. They You know, because they had like
0: they were like heavier, an 80s metal punk band. <laughs> yeah, they
1: they were like the the good mix, and I was like, yeah, right. yeah, I can I can dig this. And then I remember we were up in the balcony at the Metro. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, who are these guys? Because I hear them, I hear them tune, and they're just really heavy i'm yeah. like wow these guys are in like s- drop c like i don't i didn't even know i'm like man yeah. these guys are heavier than d and yeah. i like playing in d yeah and i remember looking at jim like who are these guys he's like oh it's poison they're one of those get bands
2: like, oh, blah, blah, blah.
1: <laughs> like literally i'm like and i look at him i'm like okay all right i can all right so yeah. then um and like this is right when they just came out with uh tear from
0: the red okay yeah and
1: um i've never heard of them yeah and i'm like okay and all the bands i was like oh rufio and everybody's like yeah rufio. <laughs> I'm like, you know and everybody liked them because
0: they could shred right, and i was yeah. like okay whatever yeah
1: but i was like oh okay and then they come out and what they was just, poison
0: the wall in the lineup where they... they
1: they were the main support
0: oh okay so
1: they were opening up yeah. for a strung out okay. and After I saw them, it was rightfully so. Why? If not, they should have headlined. Because they just... I mean, that was the first time I saw clean-cut dudes. Just like, clean-cut dudes come out... With like Jackson guitars or like you know, and just wielding them and like just throwing them. And I'm like, holy shit and the guy comes out and, he's like, and I'm like, Holy shit, these guys are
2: awesome.
1: Like they were heavy, and they just like I'd never heard anything like it. Yeah. And I was like, Oh my gosh. And then I was like, after they got done playing, I was like, this is the best band. I, have, I just, uh, oh my gosh. And yeah. then, like, Strung Out went on, and their sound guy sucked. Uh, uh, they were way too loud. Yeah. And Poison Well had perfect sound. Yeah. They had a perfect volume. I was like, and I just remember leaving being like, Jim's like, yeah, they were pretty good. I'm like, they sucked, dude. Poison Well <laughs> kicked fucking ass. Yeah, and I yeah. just remember them being like, oh, okay. Well, you know, I'm like, no, they were good. And he's like, yeah, you know. <laughs> but that was was the the moment moment that i i remember being like holy shit and then immediately the next day i called i'm like i was like man i want to be in a metal band
2: i've been (laughs) wanting to
1: be in a metal band yeah i'm gonna call i called ty called tyler hall and i was like hey man have you ever heard of poison the well and he (laughs) and he called and he like looks at me and he goes Have I, of course I've heard of Poison the (laughs) Well, and all of a sudden, I pulled out all the CDs that he burned me and Uh, stuff, so, like, all of a sudden, I'm pulling out, like, Zayo CDs, and I'm pulling out all my Under, like, the Under Oath CD, and then, like, Extol, like, All this crazy metal. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this all just makes so much sense now because it's like you've been open and you right. see the light and you're yeah, like, yeah, oh
2: yeah. my gosh, <laughs>
1: this metal is awesome. And yeah. um, that changed everything. And yeah. then from that day on, we started playing music together. Yeah. Like, I remember sitting down, I was working at Island Foods Yep. and Ty lived right behind the diner mm-hmm. right there, the Island Lake Cafe. And he would come, and we would literally—he'd pick me up from, or he'd meet me at the the uh, the store. Hmm. We'd go, and we'd like smoke weed, and then we would go and <laughs> play music. And I remember yeah. the first day that I like—I go into his room. He's got a PV half stack, and he's got. This Dean guitar that that has, like, a Jackson headstock on it. And it's got this crackle, like, red crackle finish on it. And I'm like, oh, that guitar is shit. (laughs) And I'm like, man. So he starts playing. I'm like, yeah. And he starts playing some blues and stuff. And he starts playing some of the metal stuff.
2: Yeah.
1: I'm like, oh, awesome. I'm like, well, let me see your guitar. And I just remember picking up the guitar and being, like, just starting to play all these, like, Anything off the Ozzy No More Tears album yeah. <laughs> and like Metallica and Megadeth. And he just, I'm just just shredding along because, and then all of a sudden I look at him and he's laughing his ass off at me. I'm like, what is so funny? Like yeah. here I am thinking like, oh, this guy thinks I'm a joke yeah. that I'm playing this stuff. And he's like, and he's laughing so hard at me and I'm like, what is going on? he's like, you're so fucking 80s, man. <laughs> He's like, you just shred. I'm like, well, yeah,
2: man. I mean, that's what I grew up
1: playing. So yeah. it's like, yeah, why, why? So like from that day on, we we started writing stuff, and that's when we were in uh, Behold the Pale Horse.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah, I was gonna say believe it's that guy. I forgot the first variation yeah. was Behold, yeah, the, Behold the Pale Horse. Yeah, Behold
1: the Pale Horse, and then and actually, you just posted a thing. <laughs>
0: The, no, musket on cover. the musket arm <laughs> cover the behold this because yeah.
1: i know that there was always like this like weird
0: animosity which i don't even know why it was like a weird because animosity it, because our two bands there's you and me and it's there wouldn't have been between you and i i it remember it, it was... was between mark and ty and you
1: guys for some reason just your sense of humor yeah. it's like i remember meeting people that met people and met all the guys in d-man and yeah. like all oh, those guys are assholes <laughs> it's like and I just remember being <laughs> like, "No, they're not assholes. You just don't get their fucking yeah, humor. Yeah, like, yeah. you don't get them as people. Because yeah, they they're assholes to each other. Yeah. but they're like totally harmless, and yeah. they're
0: well. I do well. Funny enough, I do remember, and it, it was a thing of like Ryan was pretty jealous a couple times. There was, if I don't know if you remember this. So so behold the pale horse starts playing shows and is behold the pale horse." With Dan and Colin, and who's <clears throat> so, the lineup?
1: So um, that first show, and I know what show you're talking about, is when we played that Arlington, or, uh, Algonquin. the Algonquin yes. Roadhouse. Yeah, and you, I felt so bad for you guys because <laughs> we were playing with all those like really shitty punk bands. Yeah, <clears throat> and I only say that is because they were. Yeah, <laughs> like, and they were trying to do circle pits. They're like, all right, everybody, let's do circle pits. Yeah. And it's just like, and I just remember standing there and being like, these guys have no idea. Yeah what Circle Pits are, or what you guys... You know, and they were just trying to have fun. Yeah. <clears throat> but I just remember just being like that total douche guy being like, you guys don't right. even fucking
2: know. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. <clears throat> so then, um, I remember, like, we opened for you guys, and... and no, I'm good. Um, but I remember um, they their PA went out, or something went... Something. Something went wrong to where you had to... Go and get your PA system. Oh, I forgot about and that. And you part. guys went and got your PA. Yeah. And then we went on. Yeah. They're like, all right, you're gonna go on.
0: And you guys and fucking destroyed the place. Yeah. Like, like there was all these bands of <laughs> people were like, yeah, 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 that's fine. But then when you guys went, on, it was like mayhem. Like chairs getting thrown around and shit. Oh. Like a like it was like mayhem Dude, in there. Well,
1: you know what the funny thing is is like there was no one like there.
0: Right. There was like it, no it was one a there. big room and not a it lot was of
1: people. it was it was massive and there was no one there and then all of a sudden like. Literally 15 minutes before we were supposed to go on, the whole town of Wakanda showed up. Yeah, like all the kids, like from high school, just like, "What's up?" Yeah, like, "Oh, great, you made it!" Yeah. And then I remember you guys were like, "Oh, yeah, this is great. Everything was a great turnout." I'm like, "Yeah, this is awesome." Yeah. So then I remember like we played like nail nail my eyes shut. Yeah, and that and we didn't even have a singer at that time. Oh,
2: okay.
1: And we had like a Matt Seaford, Ty's uh, buddy, really good friend of all of us. Yeah, he <clears throat> he, came out, he came out and he did something where he did like a spoken thing or yeah, and then I just remember it just like right before we went to like the crazy heavy parts because I remember everybody would come to our band practices yeah and they knew our songs yeah. so it was like by the time they they all knew and like. That whole crowd split in half. Right. And they knew when the heavy part was coming.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And everybody's like going back and forth, like pointing. I'm like, oh my gosh, <laughs> <laughs> shit's going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> my parents were there. Everybody's yeah, parents yeah. were there. Yeah, it's like, yeah. oh, Matt's playing a show. Yeah, it's like, yeah. they didn't even know what was going to happen. because <laughs> I didn't know what was going to yeah. happen. But then I remember ooh, that happened, and then the place got destroyed. Yeah. People were getting thrown through tables. <laughs> my dad almost beat somebody up because <laughs> someone bumped into my mom and yep. didn't say they were sorry. Yeah.
0: It was Somebody mayhem. was
1: on drugs. Somebody got arrested for drugs outside. Yep. And I just remember being like, holy shit, we yep. to go back to school. But then they shut the show down. Yeah. And you guys didn't even get to play. Yeah. And I remember... There was animosity. So because I think, of that. So
0: I think that's what started it. And it was never <laughs> it was never a thing with me and yeah. you guys because I knew you and loved you. And so mm-hmm. there was no thing. But it was it was Ryan being very because he was very much like the head of Musket Arm. It was like a lot of his songwriting and stuff. And that I think that might have been the show that kicked it off. And and because of that, also what came with it was like you guys we, I think. Ryan and us had an ego about, like, oh, we're doing well. So, like, we're playing these songs well, so we should get this following. But then you guys came out the gate and just, like, obliterated everything. And every yeah. show you guys played was just everyone... It wasn't people standing, enjoying it, and, like, a little bit of mosh pit. It was, like, people were losing their minds. Yeah. Like, like actually going insane. So I think in Ryan's mind and in our minds, it was like, oh, that's what we thought was going to happen for us. Yeah. but a, and it, And I think it was very much more so for Ryan because Mm -hmm. for me, I was like, Oh, I'm watching and I'm like, they're awesome. They're, they're ripped. Like they're doing perfectly at their songs. And this is, and Matt's in the band. Like, I love all this, Mm -hmm. but I think for him, it was like, it was a big ego kick because that was what he had kind of helped for his band. But, but yeah, then since then there was that. And then, and then, so then we put out that EP and for whatever reason, that was the artwork he decided to do, which was a white horse on the cover. And it, it was called behold this. And I remember, I remember at the time being like I don't know about doing this and I was like oh but whatever it's goofy and stupid and then but then it created even more animosity yeah. and it was it was so also stupid like such stupid like high school shit but like yeah but it did create a lot of weird silliness and but from behold the pale horse starting as instrumental band what what happens from that to like beneath the ash and sky and getting a scene, sing- like what do you remember like how Well, that
1: I remember we changed the name to Dorian Gray. Oh yeah. We changed it to Dorian Gray and that was after the book. Yeah. And that character. Yeah. Um and then some other band in like Texas or something had the name mm-hmm. and they're like, you gotta change your band. Name. Yeah, yeah. And we're like, okay, whatever. And then I don't know who actually came up with Beneath This Ash in Sky, but yeah. that stuck, yeah. and we used it. And then that band, like it just slowly, um, it kind of just whatever reasons. I think mostly because like Colin and Dan were going to college. Yeah, and I thought that had a big thing to do with it. So yeah. that th- so the band just kind of fell apart. And yeah. then like me and Ty had some scuff. We had our we had our own issues right. and. We didn't talk for a year. Yeah, and um, I was really bitter about it because sure. I was just like, um, me and Ty wrote a lot of the stuff.
0: Right. Well, um, on the preface, the ba- all that too. Yeah. that band was getting pretty big, like to the point, like at least locally, every show was like maxed out. And then were you guys getting like label bites or well, interest or like? I don't.
1: I don't remember the label. Well, that's what we were trying to go for. Yeah. Um, but we were playing bigger things because we, we did that pig stock thing. Yeah. And we got yeah. to play like with like, big metal fest. You know, like a Treyu. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, uh, Devil Driver and Azalea Dying. Yeah. Yep. And, like, and, you know, we started going to those things and doing stuff like that. And then the band kind of fell apart. Yeah. And I stopped talking to Ty yeah. and all this stuff. So then I was like, oh, I don't know what kind of music, you know, I'm going to do. Yeah. But, like, I wasn't writing metal anymore i was writing more just like using like crazy full chords but i was still doing riffing yeah you know i just wasn't like just you know doing this crazy chugging stuff i was doing chugging in a way with these full chords to make it you know just it was more pretty you know what i mean yeah so then uh me and ty started talking again and like literally a day after we started talking we started playing music again like and we literally wrote like four flowers yeah we pretty much wrote that ep yeah the first that that flowers ep just us in his room yeah and then um our first drummer was steve hermantis yeah and um the first bass player was jeremy lewis and we didn't so and then like ty was singing yeah so that was the first flowers experience and, and you
0: guys recorded with daniel yeah we did we recorded <laughs> with the with, homie yeah we co-
1: uh, daniel good in chicago
0: like in his apartment I yeah think. like that was awesome too. Yeah. <laughs> i remember it sounded really good too like you got it to sound really good the drums yeah. sounded really full yeah
1: yeah um stevie is a, is a great drummer and actually yeah. he lives down the street from me now
0: that's right <laughs>
1: <laughs> so um yeah that that was really good and then um, Stevie had to leave the band because he had his own thing going on that he was doing, and yeah. he was playing in the church and yeah. youth group stuff. And Jeremy just kind of like st- <laughs> he just kind of stopped playing with us, <laughs> like he just stopped kind of showing up to shows. Yeah, um, and I love Jeremy. Yeah, I still like Jeremy's a great guy. Yeah. Um, but then, like the band kind of fell apart again. Yeah. And me and Ty, you know, it was nothing between me and him. Yeah. But, um. But then I remember, like when we first started uh, the band, I didn't want I didn't want Mark to be in the band yeah. because I knew Ty and Mark, just the way that their personalities are, that sure. it always starts off good. But then it would be like, uh, and I'm like, no, I don't want <laughs> I don't want to do that again. Yeah, I yeah, just, yeah, I just want I want to do something different. Yeah. and um, so then like Ty kind of tricked me into. <laughs> <laughs> having Mark try out for the band, and I remember, yeah. and when Mark first tr- tried out for the band, he was he wanted to be the singer.
0: Oh, just and, the singer, yeah, yeah,
1: and that didn't work. And then like the band kind of fell apart. And then we got on this like dog Battle of the Band thing. Oh
0: yeah, that yeah, band yeah. and like
1: we we played like one show showcase or, or yeah. we did something, and we got the call back. But yeah. at this time, we didn't have a drummer, nor did we have a <laughs> bass player. So we're like, oh well, we got to do this because yeah. I forget what exactly, I think we were going to win some money or like yeah. some kind of recording contract or yeah, studio yeah. time. Or, yeah. yeah. And, um, we made it to the second round and I was like, Oh, okay. Well, Ty's like, well, we need a drummer and we, we know, we know Mark and I'm like, <laughs> okay. And so then like, and we knew James, and yeah. James was always, you know always a really good friend of yeah. everybody in the band, and he was always at the band practices. So yeah. that's how James joined Flowers, yeah. and then we just and then that's how Flowers became Flowers yeah. because we just kind of started playing on a whim of oh we might win this, and we were all kind of done with it at that yeah. point. But at the same time, we we're like oh wait that kind of like reignited <laughs> yeah, the fire yeah. of being like oh we're gonna play this and. Did you guys win that? No. (laughs) No. (laughs) We did not win. (laughs) I mean, we made it to the second round, and we, like, we weren't even, we didn't even play tight. Yeah. You know, we just, I think we. we, Where was it? It was, it was downtown at one of the smaller, smaller venues. I'm not. Like Elbow Room or Double Door. It was something like that. It could have been the Elbow Room the guys are going to probably listen to this and be like what you know <laughs> i don't remember yeah. it was that long ago so it was like oh, okay okay it didn't really it didn't matter yeah, to me yeah, at that time yeah. because it wasn't anything special i was like okay well we're gonna right. do this and by the time we played the first song i was like we're not gonna win this because yeah. we're just like not tight and, yeah you know yeah um but then after that we just continued to play and yeah. we had all these songs and then we took it seriously and we started playing like 150 shows a year. Yeah. And that's when you guys were touring and D man. So it was like, all right, well, and then we started playing all these shows with you guys. And then, you know, like there were so many awesome bands. It's like playing at the same time. So it was like, we like just jumped onto that scene again and being like, it's like being pushed right back into it again. It was like, Oh, okay. It was good to be back into something like that. And then, but on a bigger level of playing the Chicago venues yep. and the yep. Metro and yep. like house of blues and doing yep. all that stuff. So that was like,
0: that well, was cool. The Bodog thing actually made it, it kicked a memory back in my head from an above suspicion, from above suspicion days, which I'm surprised or uh, we can just jump back into, but it was, it's funny cause you said it was a battle of the bands thing. So I don't know if you remember, our, I mean, our and, first show was the Metro <laughs> yeah, and, and it was one of those sell tickets and play yeah. and do that stuff. And it was us and a bunch of other bands a milkman's kid played from our neck of the woods mm-hmm. um white chocolate was like before, before today before today was a big day. band in that area white chalk was like this big hip-hop band that i mean we just saw a play there and we're like what is going on with uh. this band like it, it was just one of those like all day long battle the bands things and um yeah so above suspicions first show was the metro Yep, <laughs> and we got a video of it like a vhs or something because if we did it
1: (laughs) the best part of that video if someone can if jim has it or if you have it i do not when when he was playing and i remember (laughs) seeing one of the bands i forget what band it was but the guy was like like he looked like joe satriani he played an ibanez (laughs) yeah and he had a bald head and he was just shredding and he was just like I remember him just, like, walking on his knees and stuff. And I was like, oh, yeah, that guy can shred. Right? Yeah. And then I remember <laughs> seeing Jim, like, he watched the... He's wearing this T-shirt. Yeah. But over the T-shirt, he's wearing one of those V-neck pullover, like, yeah, sweaters. Yeah, yeah. With his backwards hat and his yeah. purple hair. And yeah. I just remember him, like, playing and, like, being really, like... Weird about it and like getting on his knees for a second to walk, and I'm like, what are you I think doing? he tripped
0: on a cable and went on his knees and then kept like <laughs> kept it going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's just even thinking about those. Like at that time, like two of the big things that were going on were like playing at whatever village hall, Moose Lodge, yeah. VFW kind of places, and also these like pay to play battle of the bands oh things, which gosh. was such a fucking racket. Like make these kids go out and hustle and sell oh tickets for 10, 15 bucks a ticket. And then, oh, you'll be, if you, if you win or if you place, so you'll get some recording time yeah. or something. And like, but you know, I mean, there's some of these shows were like 30, 40 bands long. Like, yeah, it was it, retarded. Like how,
1: <laughs> how long it was. Yeah. It was just it's like, all day okay, long. it's an all day thing. And it's yeah. like, almost like you're going to a sports event, like yeah. a tournament and you're like, yep.
2: Oh,
1: I got to, Oh, okay. Right. And, then, right well, you,
0: and if you play early, you got to stay to hang out to like yeah. hear how you place so them. I don't know what we placed, but we placed well enough to get recording time. Like it must have been like top ten bands or something. Yeah, get got, recording time.
1: We got something. I think
0: yeah. we got. If I rem- something popped in my mind where we got ninth place, maybe so maybe it's like ten top ten bands to get recording time. Yeah, or We something. got
1: like two hours. Yeah, like in and the we, studio, and we recorded.
0: S- I, I have no idea where we recorded, but I remember recording some guy's basement, and that was the EP that we put out. Uh,
1: that was no, well, didn't we win something else too? We won. So like we did the that EP, and I I remember playing my guitar sound like garbage, <laughs> because I was playing it on my dad's bass amp.
0: Oh yeah
1: yeah, and, yeah. I, and I remember I recorded one whole song and dropped D, <laughs> because I was I was writing all this metal yeah, stuff, yeah. and I didn't even like. Tch- check my tuning yep, or anything, yep. and I remember playing, it and being like, <laughs> we recorded it and yep, we kept
0: it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you only had two go, hours, we had to get through it. Yeah.
1: Yeah, but like the power chords sound like garbage. Yeah. I was like, wait, what is that? Why does <gasps> it sound bad? <clears throat> oh, we'll just turn that down. I'm like,
0: oh, so I virtually wasn't on that song until.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: but remember, we played it, recorded some guy's basement, and had like big pit stains on his shirt, and like yeah. we just. Recorded like five or six songs, and that was the thing that we, you know, sold or passed around. But that, but that, but when you said the Bowdog thing, it's made me think of like, oh yeah, like the whole start of our band was about the bands thing, and like oh. that was how we recorded anything. Well, and you
1: know, like it, that's what that felt like that Bowdog thing is like, yeah. you
0: had to sell
1: these things. and yeah. I think at that point we were like, whatever, we're just gonna put the money up, right? You know, it's like I'm done hustling, yeah, like I. You know, like, being in a band is such a hustle. and like Already, yeah. What people don't understand is when you're starting out and doing all of it, it's such a big hustle. And, and people think once you make it,
2: yeah,
1: the hustle's over. Right. No. The hustle just gets crazier. <laughs> it just begins. <laughs> it just gets crazier. It's like, yeah. all right, well, those were the stepping stones and the building blocks for you to, to learn. So it's like when you're doing it professionally, it's like... It's a whole new hustle. You're like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. Like, what am I doing? It's like, and I hated that part of it. It's yeah. like... So like in Flowers, I was like, all right, well, I'm making the merch because I had the silkscreen machine because yeah. the slap ass, it got to that point where I'm like, I'm not paying for it to be made. I'm going to make it. Yeah. I'm going to learn how to do all this stuff. Yeah. And that was my job. Yeah. And then everybody else had something else. Sure. like, Well, you, you have to book the shows. Yeah. And yeah you yeah. got to get the van. And <laughs> so, and that was like Mark's uh, thing was like when we were getting ready to tour. Yeah he had to go get a van <laughs> so like yeah. i remember him like t- training his car in to get this van and the van was like it was all right it got us yeah. places but it was breaking and yeah you know all that touring <laughs> stuff
0: yeah well and and so far so flowers for dorian when i mean again that was another bit like i think it must have been the chemistry of either just you and ty or the four of you guys but like I feel like each band you were in had some kind of like buzz to it, like and yeah. fairly early on, and it, and it was because you guys were writing good songs and playing them well. But it also was just another thing of like this feels like this band could have something big happen to yeah. them. And and then so we started playing a bunch of shows locally and things, and then once we got we played the Metro once, we played the Metro I think three times, and the second show the list each time they they let us put together the band list, and we put it was like us, you guys. White Tie Affair, which be, was a favor to a friend, we didn't really want them to play. Oh my but,
1: gosh, I forgot about yeah. those guys. So that was
0: so that was, but the, they were
1: pretty. They were big though. They, they had were like a good. Following. So they were
0: on Epic Records, and Yeah. that was the, before we signed a Vagrant. Epic was That's coming what, around, yeah. and so the guys that we knew at Epic were like, "Oh, like this this band is going to be a big band, and like if you could get them on the show." And so we did it as a favor to them. But I was trying to think of who else played. It was us, you guys, them. Um. Was, that might have been the show that Tall Tale played too which was Tracy and Trish's band mm, yeah so I was and, and some other I think it was five bands long but like we it got to a point too again where there was like you guys were playing and getting big crowds and we were like what well, you know something's gonna happen with them and then the MTV thing oh happened. yeah so what so yeah. what happens with all that
1: that that was crazy too because um, I had just started working uh, I just started tinning windows yeah and um, I started working, and we were doing all this stuff, and, you know, my boss was like, oh, he's in a band, he's playing these shows, and then all of a sudden, you know, I think Ty and Mark were, like, all about pushing that, and yeah. they, they, they were the ones that got us in on all that and they signed us up and they sure they did all that and it was stuff. just like
0: a bunch like just put in a song and yeah a, and a people profile. voted and yeah, yeah you yeah.
1: made a profile and people voted on it and we got like seventy-seven thousand votes or something yeah. like that in like 72 hours or something yeah. like that or 24 hours and it was just like nuts yeah and we didn't even win yeah we got like second place they just picked us because they liked us yeah better like yeah. And i was like holy shit <laughs> like all of a sudden they're like yeah you won um we're gonna fly you out, and it was like three days' notice, and I was like, "Shit, okay, this is happening. I'm doing it." So yeah. I remember going into work the next day, being like, "Hey, so I I gotta go to New York in like three days. <laughs> our band won this thing, and we're gonna be on MTV, and MTV's putting us up at a five star hotel, yeah, yeah, in Times Square, and they're gonna and he's like looking at me like I'm just full of so much shit, <laughs> like he could smell it, right, and I'm yeah. like looking at him I'm like, no. Honestly, <laughs> and I remember being like, if you got to fire me, yeah, okay, go ahead, but I yeah. have to do this. Yeah. I'm young. I'm in a, like, I've yeah, been playing yeah. music forever, and right. I just, and forever at that time it was just right. Like, yeah. From, yeah. Ever since you could pick the guitar. Sure. Up. And he, he got so mad at me. And then <laughs> I remember just walking out because yeah. he was so mad and I'm like, okay, whatever. I don't have a job. I guess yeah. when I get back, I'm going to have to find a new job or whatever. Yeah. And the next day I came back and he's like, he called my father and he called my dad and he's like, Hey, is what Matt's telling me? Is this like true? Yeah. And my dad's like, yeah, it's, it's true. He's going to New York and he's doing this and they won this huge thing. And from that, I think it just like went
0: up from there.
1: Just like we started playing more city shows and, you know.
0: And what was the idea behind that contest? It was just when... And then come out to come out to New York.
1: Yeah, so they win, yeah, we won and they pretty much played us um, you know, they put us behind a green. Oh, but screen. there was no the awards
0: around yeah, that time. It was yeah. the
1: MTV uh, VMAs.
0: Yeah, yeah. And yeah. they
1: were gonna play us during during like a commercial, yeah, but it was only yeah, yeah. in Chicago. Right. Through Comcast. Yeah. And I didn't know that, right? <laughs> and I didn't have Comcast, and I had a big party. Everybody, yeah, everybody yeah. in the band was having a big party, and I had a huge party at my house. Yeah, Ty was having a huge party, but we had a T and oh. T. We did not have Comcast, or we had a, a Dish. Oh,
2: so I had this huge me, yes. party, and
1: we're watching. We watching the whole VMAs, and we're like, "Well, what the heck? Yeah, they're they're not playing us. They're like whatever." And everybody's like, "Whoa!" And then all of a sudden, I start getting phone calls at home. like, Hey, Matt, we just saw you yeah. and your band on TV. I'm like. You gotta be fucking kidding me. (laughs) I'm like, I got all these people here and and they're like, Oh, you gotta have Comcast. I'm like, motherfucker
0: (laughs) (laughs) So that so that the whole idea was like, Yeah, it was the VMAs are going on. Yeah. Winner of the battle or of the contest gets to go out to New York and then uh, and then they'll play you during yeah. the so, But but when you out to New York, like what? Yeah.
1: So they uh, when we went out to New York, what they did was, was like they had like a regiment of what we were doing. So yeah. it's like we checked into the hotel. All we had to do was bring our guitars out. We told them what amps and everything we wanted to play. Yeah. And we were just playing live in this like crazy green sc- back green yeah, screen yeah. room, and like two f- camera guys are just filming us. And I'm yeah. like, oh, this is cool. And we're just just it's like playing like a live practice yeah yeah two and a half hours just like you're playing a show and i brought like extra shirts and stuff because i was sweating through them (laughs) and it's like we had the moon man behind us and we and that and that guy's heavy that thing is so heavy so you know and we're doing that and they were doing interviews like we went down to the like the the east like the lower east side or something like that in new york and they were just doing interviews yeah and then they gave us all like hundred dollar gift cards to go spend in Times Square. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, everybody got their girlfriends a gift. Yeah, yeah. We're like, oh, okay, cool. And um, and then we came back and we're like, oh wow. So it was more of like, a, you win. You get this publicity yeah, for you. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, stuff came from it. Yeah. And it just boosted uh, all of our like it boosted us. You know, lit a fire under our ass even yeah. more, and we just started. Doing it hard, and we we played as many shows, did the whole radio stuff, yeah, you know? like everything. It's like my boss was like, "Man, you got to get off early today." I'm like, "I I gotta go, yeah, and like this time because I gotta be at the Beat Kitchen, yeah, in yeah. like." 45 minutes and i gotta go back to lake zurich to help the guys load yeah, back up yeah, and yeah. we were always late <laughs> we were that band <laughs> it was always late yeah and the beat kitchen hated us for it <laughs> but that was my favorite place to play yeah. because it was small yeah Beat Kitchen good. it was small but like you could still fit a ton of people in there yeah. and you could just, and the sound system was awesome yeah so it was like you got to shred so it's like and they had good food so, yeah, so I was like, just going to say, and they yeah. have good food there, too. And I'll still go there now. Like, yeah. I'm like, oh, the Bee Kitchen, let's go. Yeah, and a yeah. burger. But, yeah, that, that, was, that was fun.
0: Yeah, the, uh, dur- and during the, especially during that time, when you guys won that contest, I remember just in my head thinking, like, oh, this is it. Like, they mm-hmm. won an MTV contest, so they're off and running, mm-hmm. and they're going to get some really huge shit from it.
1: Well, and from them, um, actually, it, it was because of you, too, because um, then we got hooked up with Red Bull.
0: Right. So at the time, when we were doing all the label stuff, we had met contacts from like, I don't know, just, a, you know, however many different labels and just a lot of them were just like, hi, nice to meet you. And then that was the last we ever heard of them. But we met Meredith Chin, who had, at the time was working for Warner Brothers, and I think maybe Sire or some uh, offshoot of it. And then at some point, she went off to Red Bull. And I'd been kind of like emailing her once every few months, just checking in with her and, and I my big thing was like I always wanted to have a record label because I was like, you know, when you're on tour, when you're in a band, you're like, here's all these bands who are not signed. Mm-hmm. Fucking sign this band! Mm-hmm. And it's like I wish I had this money so I could sign these bands and put out these albums. Yeah. And so I, I remember there's at some point an email I was where she would be like, hey, send me a list of bands that you like again. And I sent her this list of like, it was like over like four or five emails, and each email was like ten bands. And I remember I put you guys on one of the lists, and then she was like, oh oh flowers i dig this and i was like yeah cool and here's their like these are my some of my best buds one especially here's Mm -hmm. their contact info and then at some point i don't don't even i mean i'm sure we had a conversation over Mm -hmm. but at some point you guys just were like getting into red bull records shit oh yeah especially because that was a very new thing red bull records at the time
1: they were coming out to like i mean she was coming out she came out to Clearwater.
0: yeah Um, Which is not easy to get to, especially if you're flying from another place and like getting your ass. Yeah, let's go to West Dundee. Yeah, yeah. Um,
1: Yeah. So she came to a Clearwater show. I think that was the first time she saw us, and then she came to a, I I believe a Metro.
2: Yeah, probably yeah.
1: And then um, someone came out to when we played um, the House of Blues with um, what the heck? They just played Side Outs. What was it oh lucky boys confusion. yeah when yep. we played with lucky boys in the frantic yeah and uh they came out and we met her boss yeah and um and then we were on uh our second tour it was our fall tour yeah um and we're on tour and our cars were breaking down mark was in the hospital because oh, he God. he was having some issues i believe he had like an ulcer or something oh, like that and, uh, he had to go to the hospital and we had to cancel the show and we we're like, man, this tour is just kind of, just kind of like, uh, yeah. you know, it just wasn't. And I, and at that point too, we were also talking to Meredith and they're yeah. like, Hey, you know, we got this new studio at the Red Bull, um, you know, the Red Bull, st- uh, headquarters yeah. in Santa Monica. And I'm like, Oh, and they wanted us to like you know come out there yeah and we are like well no if you guys aren't paying for it we're not right. going to go out there yeah and they're like going back and forth with us they're like oh well it turned into like oh you need to have you need to come out here and oh and then i got to oh put a budget together and and that was like you know we're bringing our guitars yeah we're gonna fly out there and the, these are the this is the equipment we want to rent while we're in the studio for that yeah six to seven days that yeah. we were um and then they're like okay cool so then we went down to red bull and we recorded and like every day we were going into la to pick up either our amps or yeah. going into burbank to pick up mark's drums and we're meeting all these people and yeah. I, <clears throat> I remember this distinctly we were like returning mark's drums yeah like we, we were done and uh, you could just hear this band just shredding, just ripping. You just hear these guitars. You're like, oh man. We're like, yeah, man. Who's playing? Yeah. They're like, oh, the guys like, oh man, it's Thin Lizzy's playing. You want to go check them out? I'm like, yeah. I, but we gotta go. Like, and you just hear the just like yeah. the dueling guitars, like harmonizing. Yeah. You're like, oh, we could be watching Thin Lizzy right now. It's like, what are the odds? Yeah, yeah. It's like. That that stuff was really cool. Yeah,
0: so. yeah. I told I I forgot about like I know that you guys had hooked up with them, but I forgot that you got flown out there. Yeah. And record, what happened with re- what you recorded for them?
1: Uh, well, we were pretty much putting together a full length album. Yeah, because we only had that EP, and like we had been recording, and they put us into. Um, we had all these other demo songs that we were doing that they actually uh, funded. And we oh, put okay. a, they, they had us put together, uh, you know, just everything and be like, okay, yeah, you want to use this person? And uh, we were using Nick Baumhart, was the guy who did our C, our, right. our EP. And we wanted to use him on the full length, but mm. we were using this other guy uh, uh, that worked th- through Red Bull, Eric Stedman. Mm. And... Um, we liked what he was doing, but we really wanted Nick yeah. to be a part of it. But, like, we had maybe, like, f- three, four songs with Nick that we'd done, that Red Bull funded. Okay. And then um, they're like, hey, come out to Santa Monica. So, and we're like, okay. So then we recorded, like, another four songs, four or five songs. And we were getting ready to do that. And uh, that's, like, really after we got back from Santa Monica – That's really when, like, the band kind of fell apart. Yeah. And it was just like, (laughs)
2: oh, really? Life's got to happen to everybody at the same time. And it was just
1: like, I knew exactly that, like, if I was going to do it, everybody had to be on the same page. And not everybody was on the same page at all. And the band fell apart just because it wasn't for anybody in particular. It was just everybody was kind of doing their own thing. And just, you know... (laughs) <laughs> it well, sucked. <laughs> you, I, I always
0: looked at you as like the glue to that band, like because whether whether who or in the rest of the band was on whose side about what issue was like you were kind of in the middle, like like if you weren't yeah. if you weren't in then it was like then the wheels were going to come off because you had to hold yeah that together. well
1: and that, and that and that's really kind of what happened was yeah. like it, it got to a point where I was like trying to be the glue still and yeah. it was just like I was getting fed up with it so yeah. it was like. Oh, okay, well, I'm listening to everybody's sides here, yeah. And I was just kind of like, okay, well, I'm done too. If everybody else is done, I'm done. Yeah. And I think after that that point, I was like, uh, I'm not gonna put my future in anybody else's hands. Yeah. yeah. Again, especially after that one, it, it was just like one of those. Oh man, this is like it was such it was such a good movement yeah, that we, yeah, yeah. we were doing because like. I mean, I loved playing live, right. I loved, like, just...
0: And you could tell, too, when, yeah. everyone, when anyone would watch you, when I'd watch it, it was like, this This guy is, like, he is, lo- like, for this 30 minutes, like, he is fully there, he's not, you know, some bands you watch are just, like, phoning it in, like, you yeah. were there, and you were giving it. Well, home.
1: and that's how everybody in the band yeah. was, too, It's like, there was, like, I mean, whatever problems we were having yeah. at the time, like, by the time we got on stage, it was kind of forgot about, yeah. like... Yeah. Until you were done and unplugged, and everybody's like, "I fucking hate you! I hate you!" It's like, oh,
0: which is a funny, yeah, Yeah. it's a funny thing for some bands. That is a thing of like some bands have. Some bands are very, you know, everyone's happy door and everything, and that's fine. But some bands are like. There's some shit going on behind closed doors, but when we go on stage, that's not an issue. Like, we still know how to lock in and yeah. be good, but then when that's done, you know, we still mm-hmm. have this shit to do. It's like it's like a, a couple who's in turmoil, and when you go out in public, they're like, mm-hmm. oh, they look great. What's wrong? And then <laughs> behind closed doors, they're fucking ripping each other's heads off. So that is a, a band dynamic that happens. You just kind of assume that mm-hmm. everything's fine, but it's like, no, these are also people who it, are around each other all the time. It's like brothers or sisters Oh yeah, Well,
1: yeah, and that's the thing, too. It's like a lot of people don't realize it's like... Um, it's like, oh man. Well, I I don't want to. It's like having a girlfriend's really hard to have in right. a band when you're touring. It's like, are you kidding me? It's like you're dating four, yeah. three other dudes, <laughs> and you gotta like try to right. like keep you know like it, yeah. it got to that point where it was just like you had you wanted to hear everybody's sides, but at the same time you're just like, how am I gonna do this right. or how how are you gonna like get these guys to work together again right. or or you know. How am I going to work with them? Yeah, or,
0: you know, it's like... Well, on a certain point, too, it's it's supposed to be fun. And if, like, right. you're in the middle, like, mediating all this stuff, it, yeah. you know, starts to take the fun out of it. But what totally makes sense to me is the line that you said, which was, you didn't want any, your fate to be in anyone else's hands anymore. Yeah. Which totally makes sense for you to then get pushed even more so into slap-ass creations. Like, yeah. full-time... This yeah. is what you wanted. Even though you had been doing it for a while, like mm-hmm. really taking the reins well, in on that.
1: And, that. and that was like the big thing too. Is like, cause I remember having a conversation with Mark on tour. Yeah. And I remember we were in Shemokin, uh, Pennsylvania. Mm. And Mark's just like, you you would pick your company over the band. I'm like, no. Yeah. And he's like, no, you wouldn't. And I, and I like, had to like step back and think about it. I'm like, well, yeah, I would. <laughs> but like, I, without, like, not a crappy reason, right. you know, but, like, when the shit hit the fan, I was like, fuck this, man, I'm gonna do this, because yeah. I have been, I haven't, you know, like, I was touring, and I was bringing it a tour with me, and I only had so much stuff to bring, and it was just kind of, like, on the back burner, right. kind of half ass, and I'm like, uh, and I think it, when Flowers broke up, that was really when I'm like, okay, this is what I'm gonna do, and yeah. this is how I'm gonna do it, and... I've been kind of doing both, but now I'm going to do this. And that's really when the company kind of got bigger. Yeah. You know, and I mean, the local scene really helped it because bands would wear the stuff. My friends were there and people were like, oh, you know, they, they they would automatically associate like, oh, that's flowers merch. Yeah. You know, and people would be. So it's probably a good
0: thing too, that if you were able to separate yourself from that. Yeah. And, and like I said, yeah, you had already been doing it for years and years, just kind of on mm-hmm. the side. But then this was the time that like, okay, you have nothing in your way. You have nothing holding you back. Like, mm-hmm. this is the time for you to like fully immerse yeah. yourself in this shit. And, and at that, and that was a big boost into it. And that's when I could tell even in on my own side, like this was like a, a business now. It wasn't like a thing to do to make yeah. a little side cash. It's just like your yeah. career now. Yeah. And, and since then, I mean, being going from being in bands and just kind of being a part of something and then now going to something that this is your thing
2: mm-hmm.
0: I mean, it's a big change to go through Like, oh, and not, not only that like this is like, here, in a band you can rely on three or four other people like, yeah. oh, if I don't do it, they'll do it but this is like, no, if you don't do it, it's not getting done well,
1: and that was my my exact
0: attitude
2: yeah. when
1: I did it uh, I, I was like, you know, right when I was like oh, the band didn't work out well, that wasn't me because right. I really, I really tried to keep that band together. But yeah. when it got to the point where it was no longer in my hands, it was like, Oh, okay, well I'm going to do this. And I'm like, and if I fail at this, I have no one else right. to, because I'm doing everything yeah. from the artwork to making it, to pushing it, promoting it. If I don't make it, that is entirely on me. Right. And I can't blame. And I'm, and I, I, I still believe in that. Right. right? You know, yeah. it's like I'm not, If I'm not – if I feel like, oh, man, this isn't working, it's like, well, you need to push yourself harder. What are you not
0: doing? Yeah, yeah. It's
1: like, well, I'm doing everything. Right, yeah, (laughs) yeah,
0: yeah. Well, and and what's interesting about – like, yeah, aside from going from having a group of people to rely on to then it's just you – it's not like you just went to another band. This is like a – it's a business. It's your business. And while music is still involved in the way that, like, a lot of your art and a lot of the work is, like, you can tell Mm -hmm. is influenced by music – this is the whole other if there's a pie chart of your life music was just this one slice yeah. the whole other part was skateboarding since i've known yeah. you've always skateboarded yeah also just being an artist so like it, it's just it's it's funny too because th- i'm sure people were like for some people it was like oh this absolutely makes sense but some people are like oh i didn't even know this was like a part of your life but yeah. it's like oh well if you would have known him you would have seen this coming a oh, mile away like this was just yeah. waiting to happen
1: well that's funny too it's because like uh the last couple girlfriends that I've had yeah. are, are, were like, they did, they had no idea yeah, about the music side, right? you know, or, or, or they knew that's what I did, but they like never saw me play live right. or, yeah, yeah, yeah. or did they ever like, you know, see me like really play the guitar much or like yeah. pick it up and be like, yeah, check this out, you know, but like they just knew the art and yeah. like what I was pushing and stuff and it's yeah. like, but I've always had music and I'm yeah. always... And, th- and that's another thing, too, is like that was always very personal to me. Music yeah. still is very personal, and like, I, I share music to people that love music. Right. That, like, people are like, oh, like I share music with you yeah. all the time just yep. because we grew up playing music. But, yeah. like, I share with my other friends and stuff, but I'm always looking for new music.
0: Yeah. But that stuff kind of funnels back into, like, a,
2: mm-hmm.
0: back into Slap Ass. And so, yeah. with Slap Ass, because it covers so much and there are so many companies out there that you like and even like support that aren't your company Mm -hmm. like what do you when you look at slap ass what is it that you see slap ass being like why is it important why do you think people should care about it why do you think it's a thing that like you know matters in the world Uh aside from just being unique having your own like art artistic style when you go to these shows and you set up next to these other kind of companies, mm-hmm. like what do you kind of, what do you see in that world?
1: That's, that's a really good question because like I never, I've never thought of it that way. Yeah. I've always thought of it like, well, the reason I'm making this stuff is because I enjoy it. Yeah. I, I really enjoy it. And I, um, I, if I'm making something, it's because something inspired me to, to do it, but mm-hmm. I'm always making stuff. So it's like, you know, I go through a sketchbook a year, yeah. and I don't even use all the designs. And I like, I go through them. I'm looking. I'm like, oh, okay, I'm gonna mm-hmm. use that. But like, like anybody that like stands out. That that was a weird thing is when I went to like like C two E two, yeah, like Chicago Comic Con this yeah.
2: year.
1: Uh, that was the first time we'd ever done something that big. Yeah, and um, I went. I had like a bunch of my friends come out, and they were all a part of it. And I remember going up there. And being like, kind of intimidated. Yeah, you know, like, oh, well, what am I compared right. to everybody else? Right, you know. But then, like, it's like a bail the band. Yeah, it's <laughs> it, that is really what yeah. what it is. But I didn't have to sell the tickets. Right, you know, I right. paid my way yep. to for the booth, and um, I just remember looking at my whole setup and just being like, well, this is me. this yeah. is what I do. Yep. like this is just like an accumulation of like everything that I am, yeah. like, you know, metal, horror movies, just yeah. cartoons, yeah. just skateboarding, any of that stuff, uh, that's what made the company yeah. what it was, and or what it is. And I just remember saying something like, oh, man, I'm uh, – I said it to Ty, mm-hmm. and, and, and Ty came with and helped run and sell and stuff, and he was just – I was just like, oh, man, like – I don't know, I'm really selling with the big dogs now, and, yeah. and Ty like stopped and like looked at me. He's like, "What do you What do you mean?" He's like, "You are the big dog here <laughs> because like we had so many people." Yeah, I mean our our booth was just like, I mean like, you know you have the people that walk by and like, sure, uh, you know like we had people walk by and if they didn't like it they just kept walking. Yeah, but like the people that liked it loved it. Yeah, so it wasn't like people that walked by were like oh well, i'm kind of this is kind of cool they were like this stuff is great oh yeah, my gosh yeah, let me buy yeah. a couple shirts and yeah. here have some stickers and yeah. you know so like it was like this like really cool time and it yeah. was like very much my niche yeah you know i found my niche of like well i gotta start doing these more and yeah. i gotta start doing all this and I, I i just remember talking to the guy who um um booked me for the thing yeah for for c2e2 and he was like uh and I'd ask him, I'm like, hey, man, um, do you guys do any other? Do you, Are you associated with San Diego for Comic-Con out there? He's like, no, we're not associated with them. But we do New York and Seattle. I'm like, well, when's the, what's the next one? And he's like, well, New York's in October, you mm. know, and it's March. And I'm like, okay. And he, he told me that, like, the first day. Yeah. And I had no idea how it was going to sell. Right. I had no idea what right. we were going to do. And, like, and, and every day he came and checked on us. And um, at the end of the... On Sunday, I just remember just being like, uh, I mean, by day two, everything the whole trip was paid for by yeah. day two. So day three was all just profit, and that yeah. was the busiest day for us. Yeah. And it was just slammed. And yeah. I just remember my friends that all came out that yeah. were they were just like, I'm like, hey man, what's going on? And I'm pulling
2: shirts or I'm talking to somebody, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And,
1: and I just remember being like, okay, after that day, I'm like, all right, Josh, uh, fax me over those. Um, the applications for New York because I'm going to do New York. Yeah. You know, and that's way bigger because uh, Chicago last year was like 60,000 people. Mm-hmm. I think this year was like 70 or 80. New York last year was 160,000. <laughs> that was last year. And I'm like, oh my gosh. So, and and yeah. it's an extra day. So
2: right.
1: uh, Chicago Comic Con was, was three days, and yeah. this is four days. And it, and I was just like, oh my gosh, I remember
0: 25,000 people or something, oh, 30,000 people. And yeah. I just
1: remember being like, I signed the papers and i like signed the check over. Yeah. And I'm like, oh man, that's, that's expensive. Cause it was like, <laughs> you know, like Comic-Con was like 1300, Yeah, you know, I'm like, oh, okay. This one was like 1900, Yeah, not on top of, you know,
0: getting your asses there. Well,
1: getting my, well, and we drove and we're right. going to drive down there Right. And the hotel is like two grand because we're staying in Manhattan yeah. for, for six days, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah, Five, six days. And I'm like, oh my gosh. But then I'm like, I'm thinking about it. I'm like, well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You, you <laughs> well, you better make, make sure that you have enough stuff because yeah. it's going to sell. So Well, and
0: that, that like like how with this podcast, I like to get into stuff about bands that people don't know about with owning a company like you do, that's the kind of stuff that probably people don't, un- like, really think about. Because if you go to a 2 you you're like, oh, I go there and I walk by a booth and whatever. Yeah. But, like, that booth, it took them this much money, yep. this much run-up time to prep all the gear. Yeah. Like, it's a fucking... And they're it's selling, like a band. Too. It's a hustle. Yeah, it's yeah a it is
1: hustle. It is a major hustle. Yeah. And I was like... I mean, people were asking me, like, how was it in Chicago? I'm like, oh, we killed it. Yeah. But like, I was like, wow. Like, I was just really... I, taken back right. by like oh because you know i've been doing this for a while yeah and i've been doing like shows and stuff and this was like the first big right. big show where i was like yeah oh i can do this yeah. like all right well this is what i'm gonna do and this is the area and the the venues that i would be doing because you know i want to do a cartoon show yeah and it's like these comics cartoons movies like yeah i mean the amount of awesome artists like if if you've never been to a comic-con yeah it's not just comics
0: right, right i mean yeah. you go
1: there there is like just amazing artists yeah everywhere like yeah. they just have a whole section called artist alley and they have smaller booths like they get like a table yeah and they're just selling the prints and like doodles and, yeah. and all but like there's so many awesome artists out there but then you get into the booth areas, and all of a sudden you got these huge booths, like yeah, with guys just doing their own thing. The same thing that I'm doing, just it's their niche. Right. And this is what I'm doing, so it's like holy moly.
0: <laughs> so for now, so now, so now, your path has been even from the beginning. It's been playing guitar and creating art, and then for a long time, it was more so focused on the music side with the art kind of. Like, if it was, yeah. like, 70-30 or 80-20, yeah. now it's flipped the other way where the uh. art and the company is, like, completely your focus, yeah. and but music kind of influences it and, like, kind mm-hmm. of supports it in, like, in a more inadvertent way. Mm-hmm. Now that you've gotten to this point, what do you kind of see or hope for Slap Ass in the next, you know, five or so years, or what are, what are things you're looking forward to? You said New York's coming up, so you're getting excited and, like, um, ramping up for that, well, like, What are other kinds of things you want to do with Slapass that maybe you haven't done yet? Well, I definitely
1: want to be doing this full-time. Yeah. um, Because I work.
0: Yeah. (laughs) I work
1: full-time, and, like, people are, like, that we see, like, our friends or something, like, go to the bar, and they're like, wow, Slapass is getting so big. It's like... Oh it's like and then I I start talking to am like oh yeah well, I I still tint windows are like what
2: yeah wait what you still
1: work I'm like yeah, yeah it's like it's my time yeah. is like very limited yep. to what I do mm-hmm. so it's like yeah it's I know a I'm, I'm a pretty busy dude so yeah. it's like okay yeah we're going to we're going to do this it's yeah just, yeah yeah but yeah I want to do that full time I want to I, actually I want to just like do more of these big shows yeah and then just i want to make a cartoon show yeah i'm talking about it for years yeah so it's like
0: so what big, are we doing next big big and amb- you're at the very least it's never like you feel like oh this is what it is and i'm fine with it like you yeah. want to do bigger yeah. things with it and mm-hmm. get to a point where it is supporting you full time mm-hmm. and and that's a part of this another thing another you kind of just assume oh that's a that's a company. Oh, that's a band. That's what they do all the time. I mean, a lot of the bands, they're living at home with their parents, so they don't have yeah. overhead. Like, a lot of these companies, like, they got to work a whole other job just to support that company. So,
2: mm-hmm.
0: when people say, like, you know, shop local, support these these little companies, you kind of just think, oh, yeah, that's fine, whatever. But, like, there's a reason that people are trying to do that, because those companies, those bands are trying to get out of the circumstances mm-hmm. they're in to get to the next one. Yeah, so, like... It's a hustle, man. Yeah.
1: And that, it's, like, I mean... I learned a lot of my hustling just from being in the band, right? And it's still like I still treat it as like oh, I'm selling merch at a, at a show, you know. <laughs> but I'm I'm not selling I'm selling yeah. my own merch, right? And this is my show, yeah, so yeah, like, oh, yeah. This is what I'm doing. So it's, it's, it's like
0: it's funny how much being in a band you get into it to have fun, you get into it to have a good time, but it really shapes the kind of person you end up being later Mm -hmm. in life what even if it has nothing to do with music like you approach whatever job or career with a lot of the same like patience or work ethic or things like that because of i mean when you're in a band you gotta hustle so like Uh you take that elsewhere
1: well you know the funny thing is too is like not a lot of people realize when you are doing something like what i'm doing or being in a band but like when you're starting a clothing company or trying to be an entrepreneur like people do it for two years and they struggle so yeah. hard and they're like oh my gosh i'm done with this yeah. like two three years i'm done I'm, i didn't go anywhere and i'm just sick of the idea or they lose their vision of what where they want to go or maybe their visit vision has changed because yeah it's not a career right yet right you know and like for me it's like we just september was our 10 year yeah so it was like 10 years of doing slap ass and people are like wow yeah isn't that crazy i'm like it doesn't really feel like much and you know it's just like people are like well what it what what are your words of advice or something it's like just keep doing it yeah you know it's like i'm still doing it and i'm just getting to that point now where i'm like i'm starting to make consistent flow of money where it's like web sales and it's always in the back of my van so it's like oh okay so i'm selling it here it's always push 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 i always got i always have a stack of stickers on me it's like you're just it's like pushing a band it's the
0: same hustle it's It's like not 40 hours a week it's all the time it's It's your brand yeah you know
1: you're building a brand you hustle you gotta push it you gotta do as much as you can it's like playing every show you can yeah what venues am i gonna do where am i gonna sell how am i gonna do this stuff it's like what and and I'm doing these art shows or I'm doing this and yeah. so you f- try to figure out your niche and y- you know you got these booth f- fees to to pay and how are you going to make your money before how much stuff do you have to sell before right. you break even and was it worth it yeah <laughs> you know it's like and to me it's always worth it when you meet somebody like as being in a band yeah when you play a show for maybe like ten people yeah. Or three people, yeah. as long as you got that one person that was like blown away, yeah. was like, "Holy shit!" <laughs> like you guys just were yeah. the best thing, and like yeah. that's where it all grows from. It's because yeah. the word of mouth spreads faster than you know you trying to do yeah. stuff. You know, so it's like it's the same thing. It's a, it's a it's a hustle and flow. It's yeah. like what are you gonna do? How yeah. are you gonna do it? So.
0: So so I've asked previous guests like advice that they'd have for people who want to pursue, pursue music or being in a band in their life. Now, here's a nice different perspective. If there are people listening who are wanting to start their own side businesses or get things up on Etsy or do things like that, and they like wh- what would you say to yourself 10 years ago starting slap bass? What are, any bits of advice or like things to avoid or things to keep in mind uh, in starting a new business? Well,
1: if you're thinking about doing it, and you're really and you really want to do it, just do it. Yeah, <laughs> I, just, I mean, like, just do it. I mean, it got to the point where it was like, when I started, I was like, okay, well, I gotta get. I had to go to a silk screener to get my stuff made, yeah. and I did that, and then it got to the point where my dad was like, "So, do you want to do this? Yeah, like, cause I'll invest in the equipment, yeah. and we can do this." And I'm like, "Yeah, why not? Yeah, you know." And, And anybody that is going to start their own business, you have to be batshit crazy. (laughs) I mean, seriously, like crazy to think that like, all right, well, I'm going to do this and I don't care. I I just, I don't care because it is a, it is a struggle. Yeah. I mean, you're like constantly, it's like, and you can't spend that money that you make. Right. You got to put it back in to get more stuff. And I'm still constantly doing that. It's like people are like, well, how much do you make in a year? I'm like, well... I'd have to ask my accountant.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> and, and it's to that point now where my accountant's like, the last like two, two three years, he's like, hey man, you profited. And I'm yeah. like,
2: awesome. Yeah.
1: <laughs> he's like, keep doing what you're doing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, he, and he even told me when I first started uh, going through him, he's like, listen, um, and it's Brian Petratus, by the way, that <laughs> was also in man's Kid, which is now life my is full, accountant. <laughs> life
0: is full circle. It's a full circle.
1: Um. He he even told me he's was like, Hey, listen, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna take any money from you until yeah. you're making money. Yeah. And now it was like this last year was the first time I actually had to pay him. I'm like Yeah. Hey, what do you want this year? He was like, How about this? And I'm like, Okay, finally you're taking money from me. So <laughs> that makes me <laughs> right. feel much better about yeah. myself. It's but, a good uh,
0: thing. If if you're giving him money it's because you're making money. Yeah,
1: but I I just say just uh just do it and I mean you, you learn. Right. I mean along the ways of what you're what you're going to do in business. Like I don't have any business schooling under me. I went to art school and I, and I dropped out of art school. Like (laughs) I, when I was in art school, I, I didn't even, I didn't even get to finish, you know, because I was on academic probation and I was gonna, you know, not be locked into my tuition. And I was like, you know what? And while I was in there, that's when I made, the slap ass logo. Yeah, and it's like we went to Japan for my brother's wedding. Yeah, and I told it to my dad and uncle, and they really believed in it. And yeah. they're like, "I think you... my uncle's like you. You should really do this." And my dad was like, "Yeah, yeah, you should." So then I came back and I was like, "Yeah, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do this uh, school anymore." And then yeah. that's when I started uh, just working full time, and that's when I started working with you
0: <laughs> at the warehouse. Yeah, I started yeah, working yeah. with
1: you and that's just you just got to do it yeah like that would be just don't stop and whatever is going to come in your way there's going to be so many things coming your way that are going to discourage you yeah make you want to quit make you just think of think to yourself hey why am i doing this this is retarded i i can't handle this and why am i gonna yeah man you just you can't think about that crap it's like think about your goal think about what you're gonna do Do it, and then think about what you want to come from that once you've achieved that goal. Yeah, because like I have goals, and and they're everyday goals. Right. So it's like, oh, I've achieved it. Right. And then I'm like, okay, well, I've achieved this goal, so I can achieve this goal to get to this goal. So it's like just always be hustling, always. Yeah, you can't stop. You can't be lazy. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) You can't be lazy, and you always gotta. You always gotta. do it (laughs) just fucking
0: do it just fucking do it (laughs) all right we've been we've been talking for a while now and um it's getting late you got to work tomorrow but we'll end on a nice little light note of um bringing it back to music what's uh what's an album or what's a band that you're really into now or something that you've been playing lately
1: oh um i've been really big into tesseract's uh new album Pol- I think it's Polaris. Okay. Is their their last album I've been really into and Fallujah's new album yeah. is pretty awesome. Yeah. Um so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Any anything um anything metal yeah I've been like just it's been awesome. Yeah. Metal has definitely come back to where it needs to be if not better yeah (laughs) because for a while there that whole hardcore thing was like we're gonna play breakdowns (laughs) i'm gonna chug it to your mama you know it's like (laughs) all right man like don't chug it to my mama. don't (laughs) chug it to my mama i want to hear some ripping solos yeah yeah. um, you know that finally came back so (laughs)
2: um
1: but yeah i mean you other other out there's so many yeah so many uh, oh um era the era um it's a band era, yeah. Uh, the Augment album, I really been into too. Okay. that's like really,
0: it's really good. I'll have to check out all three of those mm-hmm. things. Yep, <laughs> <laughs> well, good man, good good uh, like hour and a half ish chat, mm-hmm. and it's hot in this room, and yeah. you got to go to bed to go to work tomorrow and eat some pizza on the way. Yes, <laughs> yes. Well, thanks, man. Thanks for doing my first in person podcast interview slash with one of my longtime best friends, also best man of my wedding. Dot com
2: is that real
0: <laughs> <laughs> is, is, is the internet real no, com is, real
1: no that line right there my best friend bestmancom dot <laughs> com I think we I'll should look make into that it. Yeah, yeah yeah
0: <laughs> we'll look into it we'll, we'll make that a TV show oh <laughs> <laughs> good thanks man thanks for doing this. <laughs> thank you <laughs>
2: So